All right, guys, welcome to the podcast. Ryan, welcome back. It's good to be back. It's actually your second time on the podcast. Too long. But I'm really pumped to welcome Paige Slocum. Hello. Heidi DeRusso. Yes, hello. And of course, Ryan Casey. All uh, all you guys work with me. One in company at yeah. William Ravis Real Estate. So this is a fun one. This is good. This is great. Very excited. It's May. I don't know if Sam knows. This could be my first ever four-person podcast. Oh, well, God. it was the first for everything. Four-play. I think so. Yeah, a little four-person four action. Uh, we're going to talk some real estate, right? What's everybody... Why don't we go around the little table here? How many years in? Because you guys are all top, top producers, top 1% in Connecticut. Uh, we happen to be the number one team for our county in terms of volume. But why don't you guys go around the room? Because there's going to be a lot of agents listening, new agents, seasoned agents, brokers, aspiring teams, agents. aspiring, all that kind of stuff. And tell everyone how long you've been in real estate. They may be shocked hearing you guys are in the top 1% of your field, but then that may be, you know, shocked to hear how, how long you guys have actually been in. So why don't we go ahead and do that? Go Paige. ahead, Heidi. And oh. we go. All right. Yeah, we'll go this way. So I have been in real estate for full time for three years now. Um, I started in, well, minus three years from now. Um, and it, it quickly became a career in terms of I can't, you know, I decided I'm not going to do this part-time because there's that old adage, part-time, you know, part-time effort, part-time results. So it was a full-time uh, career choice for me. It's been very, very fulfilling. Um, I've transitioned to one and company about two years ago, and that was one of the best decisions I made personally, career-wise. Um, and I think and all the things that I do personally is either for, obviously, for myself and for the team, and there's just this collective feel of, you know, at one company of, yeah, we, we are the top 1%, but it's to the adage what Byron said, we're the hardest working team. And like I guess at three years and I'm yep. loving it so far. Three years and everybody's full time, by the way. Right. We don't believe mm -hmm. in part time agents. No. So Paige, three years, Ryan. It's going to be three years in October coming up. Yep, it was October 2017. Byron Lazine reached out to me. I was with another company. I had pretty much, I was done. I think I had a, a talk with my wife the, the week before. I was like, this is real estate. It's not for me. It's not going to happen. It's so going back yeah. to the week before we connected. Really? We, yeah. Yeah. I was pretty much and done. And just so everybody like, listen, the reason why I want to like make sure and, and, and I'll give my, how long I've been in real estate after Heidi goes, um, you know, so many people that are always thinking about real estate, like how do I do it part-time? How do I do it full-time? It, the first six months are the hardest, but you can get going very quickly in this business if you're full time, right. if, if you've got the right resources. So three years, three years. Mm -hmm. Heidi? I just celebrated three years in February. Actually. Three, three, three. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we've all been in it around the same time. And so these and Paige, Ryan, Heidi, all three of them are averaging a deal a week. I mean, so that's like. It's like a paycheck a week, right? That's what mm -hmm. people want to want to have when they're when they're working. It's a paycheck week. Mm -hmm. I've been licensed since 2012, so that's eight years. Mm -hmm. Eight years. So mm -hmm. uh, there you go. All right. So there's that little little uh, I don't know preamble. Is that what we would call yeah, that preamble yeah. for everybody? Set up the set setup. Up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like Three a little, years. Little background. Uh, Three's a number now. Paige, jump in, and I always say the first six months are the hardest. What was the first six months like for you? You know, I, it's, it seems like such a blur at that time because where I was just individually, I, it was, a, as an agent, when you come out of school or when you, when you get licensed, your immediate thought is, you know, I, I, I got to make it, I got to get a deal, I got to get a deal. And all of a sudden you realize, all of a sudden you realize there are so many steps for the deal. So it was a lot of paperwork, getting to know the paperwork, the, you know, just the, the, how the deal goes down and you know there's so much that for the first six months it was literally I was playing like like I was putting out one fire to the other fortunately I was successful because I used the hell out of my sphere of influence everyone I, I, I reached out to basically I threatened them if they didn't list or sell with me that I would no longer be friends with them I believe that or, by the way yep. <laughs> yes <laughs> or they're going to be excommunicated as a family member and I was lucky to able to get I think 10 deals within the first year. Which is very good, and a lot of people can't say that. What was, mm -hmm. was there like something driving you of why you wanted to be so committed, why you were full-time, why it was so important for you to get every single deal that you possibly mm -hmm. could? Um, I, I just think because I knew at the, you know, I kind of put the dollar signs 
kind of in the back burner not that i'm saying that you should do that but i was just chasing just this idea of if i'm going to get one i'm just not going to be happy with one i want to be able to get as much as i can within that year and it's just about pushing forward i think a lot of agents or people that get into this business you know really you know you they see like oh we have two two or three deals coming and their you know their mindset is i can kind of slow down a little bit and that wasn't for me if i had two or three i was going to go for three or four if i had three or four i was going to go for five or six i think in this business people have to realize it's a full-time commission-based business is the fact that the my mindset was it's every time i would get a deal you're back to zero if, if that makes sense mm-hmm. you're back to zero you're back to zero and you Being just unemployed to, yeah yeah i just would push forward and hey at the end of the day i i just think you know for me personally that was the drive and like i said i wasn't going to be in a commission-based business and be mediocre to it because well there's a lot to that you are applying for a job every single day every single day you don't know where your next listing is coming from the next buyer and every time you meet a new buyer even if zillow's teed it up or if or if a friend or a family member's referred it, you're applying for that job and that trust and that opportunity to, right. uh, to get to work with them. And you're right. The first six months is is so crucial in terms of what I call the building blocks of being an agent. I don't, you know, I think a lot of people even, even. But if, yeah. if you focus on the building blocks, because yeah. you said it earlier, you said, yeah. I'm not, I wasn't worried about the money in the right. beginning where right. agents will, they'll get caught up in the money. But Correct. listen, if you're only going to do 10 deals and call it a career, like, well, then, yeah, I guess they better all be $100 million uh, Playboy Mansion sales, Gary Gold style, which is going to be right. pretty possible where we live, unfortunately. But Right, right. Right, like, you're just not going to retire after 10 deals. You're, no. like, 10 deals, 20 deals, 30 deals. you got to get 10 reviews, get double-digit reviews before you can even say, hey, I'm, I've actually, like, planted my flag Correct. somewhere. Right? Right. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I think the, the biggest takeaway from my first year was, obviously, you know, I ended my first year with, another another broker and I got in touch with Byron Nicole um, I just knew even having 10 deals and it's not in, in terms of you know it's not that you know it's not that grand but I knew what so much potential and what I could do for my business and the fact that this is a sales business guys you have to realize you you know real estate you, you think that you know selling sunset you know million dollar listing you anybody know, you watch see, selling sunset i don't watch I don't, it I, I, watch i've it? never seen i've never I seen it but I, I, a lot of pe- a no. lot of my friends are tell like, the truth yes. i can't yeah you can't do reality right. real estate shows you just, just can't doesn't. because it's and that's that that is the part that i think a lot of people who are thinking about getting into the business because they come up to me all the time was i like selling sunset i'm like no it's like selling crap sometimes guys like you have to eat a lot of it just you know it's not it's more like jersey yeah. shore you really think you know and it's, it's not it's not that you know it's not that glamorous and i think people have to realize that it, you, know, you can be glamorous but at the end of the day and i don't want to dismay anyone or scare anyone it's a sales oriented business selling sunsets mm-hmm. with the uh yeah. the good looking dude there yeah. on instagram like the is makeup that, I'm, I'm lucky if i wash my hair sometimes give me his name i don't know i don't, I don't even know Tariq? Tariq? I Tariq? Was, my no. cousin sent it no? to me i thought no. it was all girls it's all him? girls it's all girls Tariq oh. does the um like he's, he's oh a, he's, he's married a, to one of the girls dating one of the I girls yeah i think he's dating one of the girls or engaged the last time i checked us magazine am i do i have my shows mixed up yes no 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 you have it right but that's what i'm saying you know it's just they it's just not you know, it's not that it's way. Not those that shows, those all, shows are staged. Yeah, it's not all to, fun and games. There's yeah, a lot of hard right. work behind there's, it. There's a lot of hard work behind it. They show the vuv and yeah, and, and the uh, caviar and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's skip over Ryan. Heidi. Yeah, yeah. yeah it sounds about right. Uh, yeah. First, first <laughs> yeah. six months. Uh, were you questioning why you got in the business? Like, what were they like mentally for you? Oh, the first six months for me were intense. Um, and I don't, I don't think I know the story because we weren't. No, because weren't I didn't here, work so, for you guys. Yeah. I came to one company what nine months ago almost yeah, a year ago year ago maybe yeah. um but i was fortunate enough to where i got into real estate as somebody's assistant who was a longtime agent she was mm-hmm. been in business for 35 years and i was like i want to get into real estate i want to be your assistant but i also want to like learn the business to go off my own she's like perfect got the job for you so i jumped in and i was lucky enough to get my first listing in a month because that's what family's for and um it was terrifying it was awful everything that could go wrong went wrong and i learned a lot i cried and then my second deal, I double ended. I had dual agency. And yeah, that's that. when like the fire like sparked in me. I was like, this is so much fun. And since then it just kinda skyrocketed. Love but it. there was a lot of hard work. I mean it's not like it was easy. It was just I became addicted to learning 
and like building that foundation. But it, it, it was very quickly in the process, your second deal where you're like, this is a career I want to pursue. I'm full-time. I'm all in. Is that when you say yes. you got like addicted or got the bug? Is that what you meant by that? Well, or When I realized, A, because my first two deals were so close to each other, I was like, no deal is the same. Like, mm-hmm. it's just going to be continuous, continuously like learning what's next and kind of how to like bob and weave and coach your clients. And there's just so much more to the job that I, you know, su- selling Sunset and every other reality right, show right. makes it look so fun and beautiful. But there's like so much more hard work and like thought process behind it. So that's when I kind of got the bug for it. Like I can use my brain and have fun yeah. and help people. Like this is amazing. And there's so many different elements of this right. business too. It's not not every deal is the same. No deal is the same. It's nothing's cut and dry. No it's, clients the same. Yeah, if you like thinking, it's definitely a business you're going to be thinking a lot. <laughs> Ryan, you're shaking your head. Yeah, Ryan. I try to think as much as I can, but it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It does hurt. Ryan, your first six months, you didn't enjoy them. I hated my first six months. They were horrific because, you know, not that this is anyone's fault, but I'm originally from a different state, right? Even though it's in mm-hmm. my hometown's an hour and a half away, because I was hearing a story about Paige. That so you blame, you blame it on your parents then? Mm-hmm. Probably my wife, because love makes you do crazy things, right? <laughs> and you move down here. But Paige had her, her friends. As she said, if they didn't list, she was going to kill them. You had Heidi, who luckily was able to have family. And I didn't really have anybody starting off. You no didn't one. have any friends, no family. I had okay. no friends. I had friends and family, <laughs> but they were all, yeah, it was a three hour round trip, which my it. first house was a family member, um, which was a three hour trip to get gone. But I was like, this is brutal. I can't keep doing right. this. So I have to really start applying yeah. um, here. But that was very, very tough. Not knowing anybody um, close by. So just going through with the team, um, like I was saying, I was with somebody else. Uh, Byron found me. I was kind of like that little puppy in the rain that needed a home. I just love that Byron found you. He no, found tell, me. Tell, tell, uh, Paige probably too. doesn't know the story. I don't know if Heidi knows the story, but they probably don't know the story of that first meeting we had at yeah, Amarone's. It was at Amarone's, and um, I I saw them. I, L- let me frame it up here. So, so, so I'm like, Paige, like, listen to this. Where <laughs> I went, in, I opened up the wrong door. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know anything about Connecticut. I, I went there, into the wrong. It might door. even been Carson's. At it was Carson's. It was Car- yeah. called Carson's yeah. at the time. But anyways, uh, so on the calendar, we've got a meeting with Ryan, who we're gonna, you know, try to recruit over. Oh, and it's, it's me and uh, Nicole are gonna yeah. meet Ryan here. And, but <laughs> Nicole had a uh, a girls' day. Maybe you were involved in this girls' day. Who knows? There I was, take the fifth. There was uh, all kinds of people involved i guess and she had a a liquid lunch so she was coming to this meeting mm-hmm. completely primed up all right yeah. go ahead ryan so <laughs> so that's that's so first i walk into the wrong door and like this is embarrassing i sit down and byron and i have like a great conversation about life family what do you do this and that and all of a sudden this hand comes flying out of nowhere and hits the bar and it's nicole white and she's like <laughs> leaning like the tower pizza and she looks at me with one eye one eye looking in another direction and she goes are you with us or not? Or something like that. She's like, you one of us. And I'm like, she I don't said, know. Are you one of I'm us? I'm like, who are you? Oh, boy. <laughs> She's like, are you one of us? And I'm like, You're I like, one of what? One of what? Who are you? I didn't know. I didn't even know she was part of it. I didn't know. There was just a bunch of people there. I thought it was just the, the local uh, person that likes to drink. But um, that's how we. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you just call Nicole the local drunk? <laughs> no, I didn't oh say goodness. that. I said local person that likes to drink. But that's In her how... defense, it was very yeah. important, yeah. Uh, you know, like a mother's day out event yeah. it was yeah. like a once no. a month event no, it wasn't it, like it was yeah. a it's like we found her on the street you know no, like, no, she was no. like stumbling in yeah um but kind of going back to that six months it was very tough it was mm-hmm. very difficult mm-hmm. and i know byron asked Paige the question well, what really made you kind of like stick with it and i think the biggest thing was when byron and nicole did reach out to mm-hmm. me because i always felt there was times in my life where people passed on me for the opportunity mm-hmm. and there's been certain situations where mm-hmm. i didn't feel good enough mm-hmm. and this was the first time someone said hey come mm-hmm. come here with yeah, us yeah. and when you see that that opportunity i was like i don't want to take this for granted sure and um so how does so yeah it's hard in the beginning and even like you had the dual agency second deal it's a great deal but even then it's still like where where's the third where's the fourth right um, and how do i get them yeah mm-hmm. and how do i get them you guys are all doing, uh, on average, a deal a week right now. So mm-hmm. you, you guys are all going to end up somewhere around 50 deals to end, end the year. Is it like, can you start in this business today with the market being so good mm-hmm. and everybody being an agent, it seems mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and conceivably within your first couple of years, get to a place where you're doing that type of business right now that you guys are doing? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, think, I, I, think you, I, I think it could absolutely be done. 
but it's literally trying to find the conduit like how do I do that because it can be done and I think you know I'm going to be gratuitous here I think one company has the 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 wherewithal the resources and just you know if you're able to put your freaking head down and just listen learn and again I I have grown in this business as well I came in I came in and you know I've, I've eaten humble pie and it's helped me grow my business to be able to take feedback to be able to learn to be able to say to yourself hey you know it, it, it there's more than one you know way of doing things does, does that make sense so if you're able to kind of take all of that and really apply it to your business in terms of every single day I have every every single day I can make a deal every single day I can I, I can you know I have an opportunity to make money Mm-hmm. I think I think it could poss- absolutely could be done. That's just my opinion. I think one a company could do that. So come well, join yeah, one a company. But if you, <laughs> but maybe somebody's listening from yeah. who the heck knows where. Yeah. So it might be about right. surrounding yourself in that right, right. environment. Exactly. That's and what having I'm, some some yeah. people to really. And that's the important part: surrounding yourself in the right environment. Right. You need to like surround yourself with people who are hungry and basically know what they're doing as well. Because I think all of us we call each other constantly for advice. Mm-hmm. Like this guy is my executive counsel. Without him, I don't know if I'd have so many deals together. Not sure. When I signed not, up for that. That's why you're not <laughs> drinking this week. Yeah. That's why she stopped drinking. So I'm taking a break this week. But you know how like sometimes it's like, man, is there enough deals in the in the market for me to like just come into this business? It seems like there's so many agents. It seems like everybody's an agent. How could there be enough deals for me to carve out my mm-hmm. piece of the pie? There's yeah. right? always is that like enough. A, there's it, always enough deals. But isn't that like a mindset or, or a doubt that creeps in? Even like today is that a doubt that still creeps into any of your minds or probably not so much in the beginning yes so in the first six months and then as we kind of move forward i'm like oh this is great but like Paige said or i said one of you guys said it like you get nervous like where is everybody but then you start like there's so many avenues to get a lead it's impossible Mm -hmm. at least you know you can't always think of you're going to hit a home run every time you talk to a client right you're just kind of looking maybe i look at now like oh great i'm getting a whole bunch of leads maybe i'll see these people in the spring right? right kind of thing so that's where you have to have your mindset not like i need someone i need a house under contract today sort of uh, when did you because ryan you're pretty aggressive in terms of keeping like your follow-up tight mm-hmm. and, and yeah. having a lot of buyers that like you said are more for the spring now buyers maybe that are two years out like when did you figure out that i need to prospect prospect and nurture these people every single day like when did that click did it happen right away or there's something happened where it finally clicked and you're like nurturing is very important yeah I think it was first I just had to understand what I was doing right because I mean I know I took real estate classes and I'm not the type of person that's good at listening I have to just go out and do it I know like Byron set me up with a loan officer for lunch I'm like who is this guy <laughs> a loan officer why am I I had no even clue why I was meeting with this person right so I think it was when I got comfortable and I understood what I was doing now if I wasn't on the team we didn't have Lucy who's our new sales our uh, new agent Jedi, right? Proper sales proper Jedi, sales Jedi, to help me through the process. It would probably take me three times the amount. So I think the answer to that, Byron, is when I felt comfortable and I had structure and I knew what I was doing. And then it started to get a little addicting. And I'm like, all right, well, what about these people that I had sitting over here on the sidelines? Let me start calling them. And then mm-hmm. I really started going up with the follow up because I was mm-hmm. being, I was content. And for, like I know for me, it was. I mean, I had confidence right out of the gates when I gotten into real estate but having the confidence around knowing exactly what right. you're doing right right like knowing that the information i got is good knowing that i'm i'm like educating myself right on what's actually happening where i'm supremely confident reaching out that i truly honestly believe i'm helping every single person right. that i come in contact with right. and then there's no fear of me making right. the phone call because it's like i'm taking time out of my day to call you to help you i have absolutely no fear around that that phone call i don't care if, if you're pissed upset whatever like i'm right. only calling to help you because i've got the goods and that's right. what you're afraid of mm-hmm. as a new agent right you're afraid of being yelled at you're afraid of making a mistake you're afraid about doing right. all this stuff and then you just need to gain that confidence and that takes with time with anything right but you need somebody because like i was in that previous uh, brokerage you know they didn't care they didn't care if i left right. to, tomorrow right. they no one wanted to help me you know they kind of just looked at me like okay kid well see what you can do and then when I came onto the team I had people I could call to help and right. like I would say oh, let me get back to you great question I'll find out and then I would call somebody where it's right. supposed to you know on some places most places what I mean besides mm-hmm. like the selling sunset stuff that we talked about like where it looks so glamorous what's right. the other big misconception in real estate that like we open a door and we make like 20 grand just for doing that <laughs> 
<laughs> that's it. literally everyone says to like your job so easy just open a door like yeah, yeah that's not what we do yeah i think the that's other true. yeah it's true and i think the other thing that uh, the, the, the other misconception for me is the fact that you know as soon as that offer is accepted it's like the deal's done you know, I oh, think yeah. people are like, yeah, it's easy. Thanks. I'll see you like at closing. And I'm just like, whoa, slow down, dudes. Like there are so many other parts to this that like you, you don't understand. And just working with a lot of first time buyers, they, they you know, it's it's eye opening because as you I'll see when you get in this business, you know, they'll ask questions and you'll always have to understand just because you know the answers to it doesn't mean that person at the other end knows the answers. To and it. I'll even just right. add into yeah. that, like to be a really good. Right real estate agent for a long period of time in a certain area, your job never ends right. after the closing. Right. Because exactly. you, now it's your job to make sure that that person, you know, feels good about the deal or that you've done everything right. to keep in touch with them. Maybe you can introduce them to other people. Maybe it's contractors, people in the community, mm -hmm. like in fostering that relationship and that in turn will bring you those referrals back. Right. And I think for me, it's, uh, I don't think people realize like how much my phone goes off. Like people probably see like, oh wow, he got the house on Instagram right, right. and now he closed it and now he's got another one. In between my phone is like, I'm sure you ladies have the same issue and Byron, you know, eight o'clock, it's like the phone starts to go. Here comes right, this problem. Right. Here comes another problem. Is this, you know, did you get this done? And then before you know it, you're like, oh, you know, and you're trying to create right. new business. So I would say overall, like that's what people don't understand is how much and you know, how much we live by our, our devices and how we'll take. And the more deals we have, the more problems we have. And we constantly have to make sure the appraisals are on track. Right. The inspection requests are in at time. The attorneys have everything that they need. And it's it's for every deal at all times. The more times. money, the more problems. It's so true. <laughs> Preach well, it. I, I, the newer agent, I have a deal under contract with a newer agent. And I called. And the voicemail, you know, I called to like tell this agent something. And the voicemail was like, if you're getting this message after 6 p.m. or uh, yeah, after 6 p.m., I will contact you tomorrow after 9:30 a.m. That's the voicemail. I'm sorry. Yeah, it blew me away. So, and I understand what this new agent's trying to do. Like they're trying to have some type of like separation. But my God, we know buyers and sellers, this is their biggest asset mm -hmm. that right. they're purchasing. It's right. very important to them and it's extremely stressful. Like divorce, death, and buying real estate are the three most stressful points of anybody's life, right? That's like proven out there. So to like hear that voicemail, I was taken aback. I'm like, oh man, I know what this person's trying to do, but it's coming off like really bad mm. what are some things you guys like would say to a new agent uh to put their mind at ease that like you're not just you know the phone doesn't control your life but you're not nine to five either right and like where's the is there any balance does it not exist like what what would you say to a new agent there the first thing that i would say to a new agent whether you're, you know you're working in a, anywhere is do not fake it till you make it that is the worst way to go into any situation with clients because you just end up doing 10 times the work. What I would say is the fact that if you don't know anything and if you feel like you don't know anything, be honest with your client because that, that really you know, enables that trust because obviously they're trusting you with what Byron said, with the biggest purchase of their lives, one of the biggest purchases. Do not fake it till you make it. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't stress enough. People that want to get into this business, they're so afraid of what we just talked about, all the things that all th three of us have done, you know, the, you know, the, all the deals going wrong and all of the other small, my, big, small to big minutia things. But that always takes a lot of learning and knowledge. And, I, and it's just having someone, whether it's on a team or your manager that you trust, that you can bounce ideas from because that will get you so much farther in life in this business. You know, if you have to do, you know, knowledge things on your own, listen to podcasts, just kind of keep that updated because man, the minute that you screw up, they will, it, it, the buyer or the seller will just have this wall up and you do not want that in terms of representing them. Yeah. If you don't like yeah. talking on the phone right. a lot or sending right. out text replies right. like instantly at times it's going to be a hard okay. business it's, it's just definitely that's just the way it is right you it know comes you've got to be able to rapidly right. reply right you actually have to like talking to people you have to it, like right. helping people solve problems yes and you also have to like to have like tough conversations if you're not like yeah. i'm not saying to be confrontational 
but to be able to hear what your buyers have to say in terms of they're frustrated, you know, to have some, you know, that really, un- you know, that uncomfortable feeling of like, all right, we're, we're having some deep, deep talk now and this is good and we're going to all come out as together. But, you know, you can't be afraid. I always say to myself, if I have that, I'm like, if I have that avoidance, I'm like, oh, I'll just call them back later. It's when I have to pick up the phone and mm-hmm. call them now because I know I'm just trying to ab- avoid it. Yeah. The beautiful Every side. Time. Yeah, right? Yeah. I'm like, I just, I gotta just, pick it. just rip the bandaid just, off. I gotta like, call just, Heidi. I gotta, yeah. <laughs> the beautiful side of this business is it's right. not like obviously selling Sunset right. or million dollar listing in terms where it's just fun all the time. But the beautiful side is that if you do this business right and you're in it for a couple of decades, you look at the people that have really done this thing right, that right. have built right. a business over, say, 10, 20, 30 years, Mm -hmm. they all own a bunch of real estate Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's paying them money. Mm -hmm. They found great deals over Mm -hmm. time. They invested wisely. They usually have a lot of money in the bank. Right. And maybe they're invested in other businesses or stocks or whatever their thing is. But the majority of them will own a bunch of pretty cool real estate. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. What's like your, because none of our goals are just to like, do deal after deal after deal until we fall down. Like, what's your goal to get Maybe. out of this business? Maybe, but <laughs> I'll start with you, Heidi. Like, what's your long-term goal? Like, do you want, where do you want to, what do you want to do when, because real estate allows you to do so many different things, whether it's invest or invest in a company. Like, where do you want to be in, say, 10, 20 years? That's a complex question because yeah. I do love my job and I would like to continue doing real estate for as long as I possibly can. And what capacity, I'm not quite sure, but like currently I want to build my own portfolio of rental properties and that's kind of something I'm doing, working on. But long term, like I hope I'm 55 and I am selling real estate somewhere warm, preferably Palm Springs or Vegas. Yeah. And then coming back to Connecticut when it's warm to see my family and selling real estate here. And you can do that. Like, that's the beautiful thing about this business. You can set it up exactly how you want it to be. And if I'm just selling for family and friends at that age, too, that's great, too, because I literally love our profession. I love the deal finding. I love the negotiating. I love helping people find their dream home or helping them sell their home at top dollar to, like, get all the equity and move on to their next venture. Sorry. So you want to you want to have two locations. Two locations, somewhere warm. I'll probably be bound to Connecticut for the rest of my life. I tried mm-hmm. leaving once, stuck me back in. <laughs> and um, and yeah, and just traveling with my children. But having enough properties where I'm, I have my own income coming in where I don't have to worry on each deal, one deal a week, right? Like we don't want to worry about right. getting that. Because who knows what, what cycle will be in constantly. So I want to be able to have my own other um, income producing properties. Yeah leverage this business to know the deals, know the market inside out so that you can get rental properties that pay you an income mm-hmm. and then you can have two locations and just fly around and you'll be on selling, selling Heidi, selling sunset, Palm Springs. She's I don't she think I'll be back in that type of area. She's lucky if she gets on Mr. Rogers neighborhood. Palm Springs <laughs> is pretty cool though. I've yeah, been to Palm uh, Springs. I've been to Palm Springs. Palm Springs. You been I there? also love Vegas I, though. Uh, yeah, I've been there. You like yeah. the desert, huh? I love the desert dry heat all the yeah, time no. things go to die uh, i like the desert too i like the smell oh. of the desert maybe what, not what, what is specifically it? Um, is there a candle <laughs> i can't like I, I had a vegas trip coming Say up what? In, uh, is there a candle desert? second week of nfl i canceled it because uh. i'm not gonna not gonna no. do a mask in the casinos and like no. lose money just no. to wear my mask <sighs> you can do that a couple years from now yeah you know yeah when it'll it, always be there vegas isn't going anywhere no it's not i now would be a good time to buy it buy real estate in Vegas their prices are dropping I know mm-hmm. it is sex they're so they're so reliant on the hospitality business yeah. there all right Ryan what's your long vision goals you know that's a great question um, right now I have small vision goals so I don't really look at stuff you know I know Huddy was planning her retirement already but I've been mostly looking at stuff to. that's that's kind of like a little bit closer. We're up to within... one, Sam. We got one shot from Ryan. Oh, to no. Heidi. I said Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. <laughs> oh, I said she calls me. I missed the other we one. Like, yeah. Yeah. We um, like five. But, you know, I have these small visions I have that I want to get to, and that's what drives me to keep going every day. Because it's something for me is like a little too far away, and who knows what the future is going to hold in 10 years with any market or any industry. Um, 
if I have something that I can, I'm close to getting, that will push me. And I think about that thing where I almost become obsessive of it, over mm-hmm. it. It'd be something weird too. Do I mm-hmm. tell you like one of my weird things? I'm sure it's something weird. Go ahead. Mm. Ryan, yeah, you I are weird. You ready for Get this? Get ready, guys. So my grandfather built a house, right? And it was like my family's house. And when I was like 10 years old, you know, we had Christmas there, all the holidays, and then he sold it. And for me, I'm like thinking to myself, that's my birthright, right? That house, my grandfather built it with my uncle and his family. Right. And now some person lives in that house. Mm-hmm. Well, my goal is to have enough money to get a house here, be right. comfortable here. And right. then my end goal is yeah. to buy that house. What will I do with it afterwards? I don't know. But it's like I have enough money in a sense to do this. And this belongs to my family. And it's kind of weird, right? Like the You're little. Right. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, it's a little bit the little stuff that you that you envision that's my long one because that's going to take me a while to do something like that but because there's emotional emotional attachment to it and mm-hmm. it's almost like because you know one day you know i was i'm gonna I'm kind of get a little philosophical but you kind of go and you make all this money do all this work and then you're kind of like well what did i do this for you know right. i did it for my family but right. you need something that's like you know it's like Thanos at the end of um the avengers movie after he defeats everybody he sits down and he just well, he does it I don't know. Sense. I've never seen the movie. You guys seen the movie? Sam, you've seen the movie. I probably have, but Sam Bryant. Can we get Sam on the mic? I don't know. Something you, a, a micro goal that I thought was Thanos. really impressive that you committed at the beginning of this year. You're like, I want to pay off. I think it was by the end of the year. You yeah. want to pay off your wife's college debt. College debt, and you did it in like the first quarter. I did it in July. In July. In July. Last so month. the first yep. two quarters first of the year. Quarters we got it done. That's really cool. Like yep. setting that mm-hmm. like short term goal, doing it in half the time. But it's something that means a lot to obviously somebody you care about. So it that- means something I care about, but it also Byron gets to that next goal of us getting a house, right? Yeah. So I want right. to get rid of all that yucky stuff that is could slow you down from right. getting to that big step. So I was right. like, why don't you start with the small ones and then I work myself. Right. All right, so ten years lot. you want to be in an Avenger movie? Is that what where <laughs> yeah, we're at? Yeah, so basically I want to be the Hulk. The Hulk. Oh, all right, so Heidi's gonna be God selling less. Selling bless. Heidi in Palm Springs. You're gonna be I'm gonna be green. <laughs> 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 I'm be, is that with the frog? Oh All right, Paige, God. 10, 20 years. Your kids are out uh, of uh, school. You know what? At that point. I mean, is that where they line up? Out of school? I know. Let's hope so. Come on, Byron. You you know me. I, I 10 years from now, I don't even know. Like, But it doesn't have to be an exact year. Like, right. long term. So I think what uh, I'm just going to step it back a little bit here. I think we, I know you and I have talked about this. Just, just the, what this business has done for me, my family personally, my husband had a little bit of transition with his job, and it just, you know, it ebbed and flowed in terms of he was the he was the man the the the, man, the, the person who was the you know bread the bread, breadwinner, and yeah. you know we relied on my income as which was good, which was you know savings for the kids, vacations, you know, the nice stuff, but wine. with the, well, lots of wine, with the transition. If I wine is the answer on Instagram. I know it's, it's uh, awesome. Pages handle, by the way. I've been people have been coming after, it and I've told them hell no. Um, <laughs> it's just the transition with my husband's you know career and his job. If I wasn't in the position that I was in, I, it's, I was I was able to like not only keep my uh, obviously house house afloat with my you know income, but save on top of it. And it's just that feeling of holy crap, holy shit, like this is something that's significant in our family as well so that was a goal that you know in the first time in our marriage that i was i was able to kind of provide that now and it's not going to be my goal but that to that idea is i always want to be ahead of the game does that make sense to mm. be in this business whether it's you know just financially now or like 10 years from now but however in 10 years you know both of my kids will be you know out of, in college and i'm hoping that the portfolio that I build is the angle that I'm working toward is just to be able to do the legwork in terms of building strong ass relationship with clients. So my business is going to be a referral based business. It's yeah. the fact that if someone, even in the state of Connecticut, uh, you know, even if we decide to go anywhere, it's the fact that, you know, they would know whether it's North Carolina, Florida, pay, uh, and you know, Maine is the fact that Paige is going to be someone that's going to be referring you to X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And I just, that's my goal in terms of just my business in 10 years. I don't know about any other, you know, properties and so on and so forth, but that is, that, that's what I'm working You want to have a strong network that I continues wanna have, to pay yeah, you back every uh, year. Exactly. I want to be able to do that work now in terms of the small stuff, you mm-hmm. know, like you talked about, you know, when the deal's done, just be able to, you know, have 
systems in place, whether it's a birthday or whether it's the Christmas time, it's Mother's Day, and, you know, all those holidays that are very significant to my clients, I want to be able to really nurture that. So when they get a, you know, Mother's Day, hello, you know, text from me, they're not like, oh gosh, she's like here to just like, you know, mm. get a referral, but it's like yeah. genuine. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I want to be able to kind of really cultivate that. How important is it to like find time to do a whole bunch of stuff that like you like to do? Like I like to golf, so right. finding time for that or Heidi loves to run and you know, go to the gym and stuff, Ryan. I like to paint myself green and <laughs> <on the Hulk. laughs> But like no, seriously, how important is it to find these things not only for your mental state, but right. I also believe for your business too, because right. when you're doing right. things with people that enjoy doing those things with you, right. All of a sudden, they want to help you more. They mm -hmm. want to send you business. That network gets stronger. Mm -hmm. Like, how important has that been for you guys? I, I, I find it to be extremely um, important in terms of, you know, I love to play golf. And it's one of the one of those things I can just say to, like, women, men, just be like, hey, let's go and, you know, play nine. Or I like to play tennis and say, hey, let's go and, you know, play around. And I think it's it's the ease of these recreational things that really bring out when you're when when you're not in a you know office like this when you're not so professional and you're out playing and it's just like a leisurely thing. I think your senses come down. I think you're more open to what that ha person has to say and kind of leads into like very easy conversation in terms of, oh yeah yeah you know what my mom is about to you know look, you know is about to you know maybe put her house on the market or anything that has to do with real estate it's just, it, it, it easily flows and then you know after that that's when you do that follow-up you know yeah it's just you don't do it when you're playing you know when you're cropping the crap out of freaking hole nine <laughs> I, guess, I get so much fuel yeah, too, too out yeah. of like yeah. just having some type of an outlet yeah. that's productive i love you know, it like yeah. like for example golf is very there's a lot of thinking and it's a mental yes, game. When you're, when you're in the PGA and Tour, you can Paige think gives me. you these phenomenal golf That's tips. That's right. Ready? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. These great golf tips. She fixed my swing this year. Wow. I had the shanks. Bad. You're not even supposed to say shanks in golf, but no. I had terrible. Yeah. I was swinging He was awful. topping the crap out of the ball after seeing him do it three times. I'm just bad. like, Byron. She fixed my swing. I was I'm, like, you gotta you listen teach? to me. You gotta listen to me. I don't know. You, have you had lessons before? I've had. I've had. Me, I've had many, many lessons. Because I was blown away how quickly you picked up on what I was doing wrong, and yeah. then it actually worked. Like you get tips from people, and they never work. Right. You um, were right though. What I was doing. So was my brother. You know, my, my come, I come from a family of golfers. My brother, my youngest brother, Jason, he actually did the Nike tour. So it's like you know, it, golf has been in my family. Now I, I'm not great, but I can go out and hack it you know I can go and play but I've been around golf enough when I know that I can't freaking help a swing like if someone swings I'm just like I'm not gonna even help that person because it's a hot freaking mess over there but I was able to see I was able to see your swing and you had you, you know you had it and a lot of one of my one of the coach yeah he had it one of the coaches that I played with and he taught me he's like you can't teach like distance like you know whether you you have to be able to do it or you don't you can teach a little bit to get a little bit further but like just natural distance and the way you're swinging is just it's just like a natural innate thing i almost thought yeah. because i had two months I was, I was so you do have the distance but you were just you, you were just i was shanking. playing the yeah. playing golf really well right. in uh florida over the winter came back here and i had two months of just terrible and i just kept doing the same thing over and over again so it was actually getting worse every yes. time i played it got worse it worse because you're and thinking worse. like you're like you, you, you're trying to think to yourself, trying to fix your own swing, and you're just, you know. You just like real estate, right? Yeah. In real estate, you can get in funks too. I, <laughs> I was in one a couple of weeks ago where I was like, you know what? I need to, That's take, where a, I'm going yeah, with this yeah, I need to take a break like, and yeah. take a breather. And that well, was this month for yeah, me. Sometimes yeah, sometimes you need to like uh, have a hard shift, a hard change up. Like Tony Robbins talking about golf, going back to golf, talking about like you just could be one millimeter off. And if you just keep like compressing that muscle memory in that mm -hmm, one spot, mm -hmm then it does get worse and worse and worse. Right, same right. thing in real estate. Like if you're just pushing against the same wall mm -hmm. and this is a brick wall, it's not going anywhere and you just continue to push against right. it, you're just going to get more frustrated, right. right? Your skills are like going to continue to go backwards, right? Where sometimes just having somebody to lean on like, hey, can you follow up on this person? I followed up 21 times. They haven't responded at all. You know, maybe this is mm. Brian, for example, right, and then right. they hear Heidi's voice and they're like, whoa, all of a sudden wow. they're picking up the phone or yeah. answering the voicemail back. That's usually how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I gave you that layup there. Yeah. yeah. A little Thanks. soft assist. 
Uh, but sometimes it is just a small little tweak that sets you back, sets that momentum and lets you go. And it lets it all like or free up. Or it just up. takes that one person kind of giving you a little That's right. tidbit too. Right. Like you didn't ask for the advice, but it was needed. Um, and that you one really coaching tip. Hello. Yeah. No one asks for advice. I just give it to them. And it, well, that's usually I'm the best thankful. advice though, right? Yeah. Like when you're not looking for it. Someone, I don't think Byron was like, he's just going to fix my swing today. Yeah. <laughs> I did not expect that, to be honest. Like, leave me alone. Yeah, exactly. Very grateful for it. The I think, whole trajectory of his life has been turned now mm-hmm. because of that moment. I'm telling you. you in the it. real estate market, what was happening with me, and this is something I constantly remind myself, is like, I'll, I'll be like a certain realtor. I mean, like a good realtor, but I know what's working. I find out what's working for that month and how I keep pushing these deals and this is probably what happened for most of the spring into summer and mm-hmm. then also in July mm-hmm. it happened in August and everything mm-hmm. that I was doing mm-hmm. was just like hitting home runs mm-hmm. yep. yep let's sign it let's sign it let's mm-hmm. sign it. and then it just got into this spot where I was like I can't get anything signed I can't get anything mm-hmm. under contract and everything mm-hmm. just stopped so now for me it's going back to that you know what let me show as many people as mm-hmm. I can just mm-hmm. let's just build it up mm-hmm. if I don't get another deal for the rest of the month that's okay we'll, mm-hmm. we'll start to invest for the fall and for the winter mm-hmm. but right. that can because that you have to adjust to it that's just well but, but to what but to what you're saying um, mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about a year about a year and a half ago when you know I was in, I'll never forget it, and it was like one of those paradigm shifts in my business I was in Alaska on a cruise and I was doing all this you know I was you know on vacation but working and um, that was a shift for me because shift for me because prior to that I hadn't gotten a deal since April, so I was batting pretty much nothing. But what I have told myself and what what I think our team does is the fact that what I, it helped me kind of keep my mind sane is the fact that you have to have a schedule that you do every single day, and if you trust that process. It might not happen in a week. It yeah. might not happen in two weeks. But when it happens, it's because you did it every single day. But for me, it was, oh, you know, making, you know, every single morning I, I would do certain things, you know, follow-ups, mojo calls, prospecting, follow-up, mojo calls. And it'd be days, it'd be weeks, nothing would go under contract. Mm-hmm. But I just said to myself, and with our coach, Jason, and he, he was saying, what are you doing, Paige? I just said, I have to be in this lane and really trust this process that the one, that, that the team has given me mm-hmm. and I can't deviate from it. And I think I think that's one of the important things I would tell new agents is the fact that there are going to be times when you get your teeth kicked in and nothing is coming and people are doing business and everyone's getting celebrated for doing that. You're going to feel like, God, I got to try something a little different. You know, uh, if you have a concrete plan of what your business is like, I'm not talking about what Byron said about like a little tweak here and there when you go sit down with a client about how to you know, negotiate so on and so forth. I'm talking about like a concrete business that you do every single day. Yeah. And I, I think that's having those the, routines yeah, in your yeah. life. It's, I'm such a big believer in yeah. the morning routine and, and the 80, yeah. the 80, the 20 rule, right. the classic 80% of your time. Right. And then 20% you can like kind of play with is so true, true in this business. Yeah, like it's so true. I need to have, for me, I need to have my morning routine every single day. Right. I need to post on social every single right. day. I need right. to follow up every single day. Like that's yeah. all in the 80%. And then the 20%, mm-hmm. like actually yeah. me joining the golf club yeah. oh. is in that 20%. Right. That's like where all my long-term stuff is. Last year when I joined the the country club yeah. with the golf thing, I said, you know what? I'm going to spend the next couple years right. literally getting my golf game to where I want right, it to right. be because like, I'm a little like, I need my golf game up to, to where I really start going hard on networking mm-hmm. with all these peeps, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. Be embarrassing yeah, no yourself yeah. yet. Now COVID came, so there's like not much networking going on anyways. But it, listen to this page. This is how <laughs> crazy my mind goes, how long term it is too. I guess my where grandfather's like, house don't, doesn't seem as weird anymore. Here we go. Yeah, where I'm like, listen, in like 10 years, this golf membership is going to pay Papers, off yeah. tenfold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll be that far down the road because right. it's like, I'll get my game to where it needs to be. He's going to play with, you know, scratch golfers right. that are really good. And I guess scratch golfers know a lot of good, you know, There's heavy like hitters. 500 right? plus members. Right. They know like certain people, right. right? It's just one of those things where my mind went that far down the road right. 10 years when I signed up for this club last year all right mm-hmm. let's wrap this thing up right. i want i want all you guys um and, I, and i'll go at the end starting with you heidi brand new agent 18 years old Ooh. Ooh. 18 uh, I years wish old I was a brand new agent 18 comes up to you and says hey i took my class i just turned 18 i'm going to take my test what advice do you have for me um sign on to a team where there's support and 
cover every open house, every showing possible. Whatever you put into this business, you will get out. The more you work, the more you will learn, the more deals you will get. And, um, and don't judge a book by its cover. Talk to everybody and find out how you can help them. Because if you're only looking how each deal can help you, you're not going to close enough deals. But if you are looking to help each individual, you'll do well. And just don't give up. Push through the first year. Like the first six months, it's difficult. But that six months to 12 months, it's like even like, oh, God, what am I doing? Just push through to the first year. You make yeah. it through the first year, you're good. Love it. What do I tell this new agent coming out? I would say the first thing is how bad do you want it? Right? Because that's the first thing. Like, I know we're talking about the phones going off. and I, I just sent that video. Eric Thomas Okay, wanted as bad as you want to breathe. I don't know. I yes, yeah, I've seen that before. Yep. Do you want it as bad as you want to breathe? That's, yeah. Well, that's the thing. How like, bad do you want it? You know, like when we were saying, like, what do you do about the phones, this and that? I really don't have a time where I do not answer the phones, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like every every job gives up something, right? Mm-hmm. A doctor gives up maybe holidays. Yeah, they're on call all the time. Yeah, I'll call on time. A priest, but we know what they give up. And then and then you have us <laughs> that's like constantly, like the phone goes off. It, it's part of it. So that's the first thing I would tell them is like, you're going to be busier than you think you, you could ever imagine. And then the next thing is, and this is where I'm, because I know this is going to be my final thought. I'm very lucky to have these girls, um, <laughs> these women here on my team. Ain't that the truth. Because I need them to do good every day, do well. I want them to do well every day. And I want their numbers to come up because then it gets me uncomfortable. And then when I start saying, oh, I'm cruising and I'm doing great. That was then, just a backward. Then that, was like a, that was like, I don't want to <laughs> let any girls <laughs> yeah. beat me. Type of, was that what that yeah. was? But it's mm. all because we want each other to do better. Now, I never mm-hmm. would, you know, when I talk to Heidi, I talk to Paige. <laughs> I don't want them to be like, oh, I hope your deal falls apart. You know, we're always there right. encouraging, saying, hey, let's do this. But that's, I feel like, a healthy, competitive environment. And right. you got to have that fire. And I feel like that's what the people here right now at this table have in common is that we have this fire and this desire to do great ourselves but want the people around us to do well ryan more than anybody on the team is trying to create competition within yeah the, i'm like I, i'm like i, I don't he even did. i don't he even know did. Yeah, what, created, what the competition is i'm just like there is no more i was in a competition and she didn't even know it yeah. i didn't even know I'm ryan's like i won i'm like it's, it's why life and i'm winning <laughs> it's life I and i'm I, winning i erased it today. Yeah, okay. I, erased I put it. a i had to get you did a great quote though that was like spot on did you see that instagram photo up against the that's on a whiteboard but it's like a glass board if you take if you like draw something like I did this morning and then take uh yeah. you know a photo yeah. of that yeah you're in the background it's almost like a selfie slash quote you photo. think I didn't discover that did you see already that? You did you already know that anything that's somewhat a mirror for Heidi she's gonna Heidi. find that's another mirror I was like yes anything that's a mirror for Heidi she'll find it all right Paige what advice do you have for this 18 year old kid um get lost god I, you guys know me I'm not, I'm not I don't sugarcoat a lot of things and I, you guys know that I say it straight and I think what I would tell this 18 year old be like Run. why are you doing this tell me your why tell me what is driving you and what do you think that this business is like and then I would tear them all the way down and then build them back up <laughs> I would say that's exactly why you shouldn't and I would I be the I be the one that would try to deter them they would have to so I like me. that though. It's, the, it's, yeah. It's, so, so, you know, to be like, yeah, no, I really want to. I really want to, you know, kind of convince me because as soon as that happens, I'd be obviously, I would tell them, yeah, let's sit down for an hour. But I want people to realize whether you're 18, 28, 38, 40, whatever, wherever you're in life, this business it, it has to really resonate with your why, okay. uh, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would ask this 18 year old and be like, tell me why. You know, and let's and let's just work on that. And yeah, why are you gonna do it? Cause yeah. It's gonna be a lot of hard work. Yeah, I mean, like, it's gonna be really yeah, when hard. When your friends are partying, you know, you're 18, and you're you know at my open house from two to four on Sunday, all yeah. hungover. Like you're gonna have to be there. You yeah, know? you might sell more yeah. uh, keg cups than yeah. you, you will real estate right. in the first year. It just it could happen. I mean, it is such a hard business, and we tell that to people yeah. coming in here. I mean, heck, we plaster it all over our social media. Hardest working team. Absolutely. So somebody coming in here can't expect to like have a cakewalk we're going to sign an agent actually right after this podcast and that those are some of the things i told her like this is going to be a really big commitment right. this is a full-time mm-hmm. sales position right we are real yep. estate professionals right. we're and not I always doing get, this yeah, by i always get offended pants, yeah. i don't know about you guys i always get offended when 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 i have people e- email me or message me and say oh you know i'm just thinking about doing this part-time and it incenses me to no end because i want to be like then don't insult my what I do for a, 
a living mm, a profession. Right. No one talks to me. Just, so worry just for doing it part time. I'm just like it just incenses. Well, I don't no, know. For me personally, I was just like, oh man. Buying a house right. for I mean the average sale price you know around here right. is well over three hundred thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. Like three eighty five, I think. Yeah. yeah. So so you're not going to like go most consumers are not going to go to a part-timer to spend right. 300 400 thousand dollars exactly just like none of us would like go to our doctor and say hey you know i need uh surgery and the doctor says to us well i kind of surgeries i'm running i do those surgeries part-time yeah. i do those on like Thursdays yeah. Only. Yeah. sundays i fit fit it in after i play a little round of golf right. and you're still interested we would all run right? right all right my advice to the 18 year old kid is to Get a coach day one right. before you That's talk a to a, a client, a prospect or whatever. So whether your coach is like that team leader, cause you've done the research and you right. joined the right team right. for your area, whether that's uh, a broker, but you got to like, make sure like you can't just go to a brokerage right. and the broker says, I'm going to coach you. I'm going to coach you up. Oh God. Like, Okay. Yeah. Sink or swim, baby. Yeah. What times are we meeting? Is there, can I sign up for these uh, coaching? Like, when are they going to happen? Right. Oh, they'll right. happen. Like, you should run from that. Do they have a plan Absolutely. on how you're yeah. going to be coached? If you have the money to pay for a coach, go do that from day one. If you don't have the money, make sure you're joining an environment where somebody is going to coach you, hold you accountable. Right. Like we do in our accountability group. Right, right. Every single week. Yeah. That's going to be massively important. And uh, that'll help you get a little cheat code there early. Remember Mario Brothers? You get a little cheat code. You yeah. Go, no. Yeah. You jump up on the jump up on the thing and then there. Just run right across the top. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. I do. Oh All boy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We got uh, that, we got some stuff to do. Yeah. Really appreciate. Yeah, absolutely. All of you guys jumping in on this. Us. Yes. Thanks for having us. So, let's give out, and I'll link this up in the podcast. But Instagram. Instagram. Where can people find everyone on Instagram? Heidi Daruso. Honey, dot. Easy peasy. Yeah. Spelt D-O-T. Anyway. Ryan. Mr. Ryan Casey. Mr. Ryan. And wine is the answer. It's wine is the answer. We dropped that one earlier. Yeah. Easy to remember. Definitely follow these guys. <laughs> DM them. Ask them some questions about yeah. the real estate game. And if you're thinking about getting into real estate in Connecticut, please reach out to any one of us. We'd love to have you on, beer, on board here at One & Company. Thank you guys. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Let's do it again. Yeah. We'll talk about the Avenger Hulk. Stuff. Yeah, the Hulk. Right. Yeah. We'll Just do don't it again. come in costume next time. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'll wear the turkey costume. <laughs> Ryan, if you follow Ryan on Instagram, he'll he'll post the turkey he costume. Won't, he won't. He won't post the turkey sure will. costume. <laughs> Look at his face. He wants to do it so bad. <laughs> Till next right. time. All right, guys. See ya. <laughs>